Welcome to We'll Ride for Wine, a podcast about wine, writing, and song, but mostly wine and writing, with your hosts, Samantha Graves and Lonnie Diane Rich. Take it away, girls. Thank you, Wanda. Welcome to We'll Write for Wine. This is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. We're here to talk to you about wine and writing. And today's episode is holiday themed. (laughs) We're going to talk about holiday movie classics, why we love them, and what we can learn from them. Yeah, because if they didn't have something good to say, they wouldn't be classics. Or so we're assuming. And by the way, (laughs) just to to lay it all out on the table for now. All Sam's stuff is completely prepared. Uh My stuff, I haven't scripted a thing. (laughs) I had one of those days that just completely got away from me, and then the girls had a birthday party tonight, which completely threw me off, you know, mm-hmm. threw me off my little schedule. Luckily, all the all the moms there were nice. You know how moms oh, scare me. Oh, yeah. I you know, know how moms can scare you. Yeah. Because yeah. they're very, very cool. We were all sitting back there. All the girls are out there playing, like, gymnastics, and we're sitting in the back watching through the glass pane, and they're all talking about, you know, <laughs> we should have brought bottles of wine. I was like, you are my people. <laughs> my people. My people. Well, and the good thing about that is that from here on in, I mean, you're, the kids just keep going to each other's parties. You see mm-hmm. the same parents over mm-hmm. and over and over mm-hmm. again. So um, so that's good. That's a good sign. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're into I wine. So. I know. Yeah. I know. And I like okay. these kids and I like these mothers. So I'm very excited about that. Good. They're good. good. They're good people. All right. All right. Well, we'll get to the movies later on in the program. Mm-hmm. But first, we have wine. So, Lonnie, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I'll tell you. Let me pull the bottle out because I didn't script anything. <laughs> I'm still on my month of cheap wines. Uh huh. And actually, I might keep this up for a while because I'm really? finding some decent wines at a very low price. Good. I have in my hot little hands a bottle of Tisdale Shiraz from California and uh, alcohol 13% by volume. Five bucks. No. I'm told four ninety nine. Whoa. I'm telling you. And it ain't bad. I'm actually cool. enjoying it a lot. It says, um, let's see, what does it say on the back? Uh, With flavors of black raspberry and pomegranate, our experienced winemakers have crafted this Shiraz to an enticing, full-flavored wine with medium body and an impressive finish. Cool. So you know what? It's really good. Good. I'm enjoying it. It's $5. It's about as good as any other Shiraz I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll be buying another bottle. Oh, 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 plus, plus, I finally remembered. On Tuesdays, my local liquor store Uh has 10% off on all wines. Get out. No. Totally serious. See, those and really important things to learn. I know. Well, the it thing is. is, I've known this for months, and I've never mm-hmm. gone on a Tuesday. Never uh, gone on a Tuesday. Don't even ask me why. I just never, I never buy wine on Tuesdays. I buy them on, sun, on Sundays when I do my grocery shopping for the week. And um, so I so ended up going. you got it for four fifty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was That's $5 before the discount. So I was like, dude, that's just awesome. Unfortunately, it's a very small store, so it won't be long before I go through all the wine that they've got, <laughs> you know. But um, but yeah, I'm very excited about that. I was like, ten percent cool. off on wine. So, so how many glasses? Um, how many glasses? Oh, well, I'm giving it four and a half. Really? It's good. It's not awesome. a change my life wine, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's definitely it's really good. It's nice, solid, fruity, you know, medium body, all the stuff it said. It's mm-hmm. it's all good. <laughs> Good. So four and a half glasses for me. What about you? Well, tonight I'm having the wine that you gave me for Christmas last week. Uh huh. I hope it's good. I've never had that one before, but yeah, my little orange cozy. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, It's a 2005 Barton and Gestier Bistro Mm -hmm. 
Pinot Noir from France with a label that I can read (gasps) and a website on the bottle. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. And from the website, it says, This wine is soft and round on the palate, chock full of ripe wild berry flavors and aromas that culminate in a long, supple finish. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how much it is because it was a gift and I have a little bit of class. (laughs) (laughs) But it does have 12% alcohol. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. I, honestly, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember how much. Like, you know how I can never remember how much mine are, and I, I have to look them up on the website because I never have any idea. I don't know. I, I got it because the label was so cute. It really, and I really like the label. And I know yeah. it's, you know, I mean, not to be cheap. I gave it to but I know it's not that expensive because <laughs> you know me. <laughs> if I have to pay more than 10 bucks for a bottle of wine, I start getting shifty, even if it's a gift. So, uh,. <laughs> So how is it? Is it okay? I hope it's, it's horrible. It's really good. It's oh, good. very, very subtle. It's oh, a really good. nice, mm-hmm. light Pinot. There's no oaky flavor in it, which is okay. good mm-hmm. for me because right. I'm not crazy about the oak, right. oaky taste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like it. It's very smooth. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm giving it four and a half glasses. <gasps> Really? I am. You're not just saying that to be nice because you don't have to be nice. No. If it's not good, that's okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I won't I'll be offended. Drink. Oh, yeah. It'll be gone by tomorrow. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's good. I thought it was so cute. It has this really cute, like, cartoon little bistro mm-hmm. on the on the um, label, and I thought that was really, really cute. So, yeah. oh, good. I'm so glad you enjoy it. Is yeah, it in its really little like wine it. cozy? I'm sorry? Is, is the bottle in the cozy? Oh, absolutely. And the glass <laughs> is in the little, you know. The little coasters that I made for you. Yes. I knit coasters, too. I went totally insane. Knit coasters. Knit they coasters. are so cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good. <laughs> All right. And now that we know what we're drinking, time for shout-outs, shout-offs, and announcements. Right. I actually have shout-out going to John and Christine Savello, neither of whom listen to this uh-huh. podcast, but <laughs> I need to say it publicly because... Okay, John is a friend of uh, Fish's from work, mm-hmm. and um, he and his wife are possibly two of the most adorable people on the planet. Just sweet and nice and kind and good. I mean, these are people that, like, you know, God has just a place waiting for him in heaven. It's just like, mm-hmm. come on up when you're done, you know. Um, just really, really sweet people. And so they made us this huge Christmas, like... I can't even call it a basket. I mean, it was a plate that was holding it all together. But, I mean, it was huge. And she had, like, <laughs> made cookies and, you know, candies and, like, uh, checks Mix and, you know, pretzel stuff. I mean, there's just oh, oh, tons and God. tons of, like, little packets of um, hot chocolate mix. And, I mean, just everything. Like, she just went insane with all the Martha Stewart stuff. And, cool. um, and they bought it for us. And, I mean, the thing that's so funny, Adam and I keep making this joke because um, – Oh, Fish and Adam, same thing. Sorry. Every day. I call him Fish half the time. I call him Adam half the time. I don't know why. But anyway, so we have this kind of joke because if you ever seen the movie The Ref, you know, uh-huh. there's, okay, language alert. There's going to be a little bit of language here. But there's this one scene where there's this drunken Santa Claus who's going around from, you know, first he goes around from house to house um, giving people their, like, you know, fruitcakes for the year. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back later and he's totally drunk. And he's like, you know what? Every year we give you fruitcake. And every year, you don't give us a goddamn thing. (laughs) (laughs) And that's me. I'm the one that never does anything. I mean, first of all, 
the holidays happen and half the time I'm like, oh, dude, it's the 20th. I mean, literally that happens to me every year where I'm like, oh, my God, it's December 20th. I have to shop, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, I never get anything done on time. And, you know, because, you know, Sam and I have been friends for years and her Christmas stuff is done in July. (laughs) She will literally call me up in like August and she'll be like, oh, guess what? I finished all my Christmas shopping. No. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. That one year you did. It was like August. And you called me. You were like, I finished my Christmas shopping. And I said, Christmas? When is that? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I'm behind on everything. (laughs) I never get anything done on time. So these lovely people give us this tremendous, huge basket. And um, with stuff. And you know what? They even had stuff for the cat. They're dog people. They have two dogs. And they remembered our cat. So basically, I'm just sending a huge shout out to these people and to people who are listening who are like them, that you do all this Christmas stuff and nobody ever does anything for you. It's not that the losers like me don't appreciate it, because we do. We're just not as cool as you. That's all it is. So (laughs) don't hold it against them. Uh, (laughs) All right. So what do you got for us? Well, I've got a shout out to our whiffers for Uh a happy and safe holiday. Yes. I hope that no matter what type of holiday you celebrate I hope mm-hmm. that uh, that that it's wonderful yes and also we have an announcement we had a request from Cynthia to add a regular writing section to the Wiffer forums right. mm-hmm. so those are up plus mm-hmm. a wine recommendation section <laughs> right every time I turn around somebody's like can we have another board <laughs> Like, what am I? Cabana boy? I know. And and y'all have to go out there and check the gorgeous new layout that Lonnie did. <gasps> oh, you know beautiful. what? I didn't even do any I mean, I haven't I have been avoiding making it pretty because I thought it was gonna take so much time because you uh-huh. can never find a theme. Like there's a million right. themes out there that you could just apply, but they're always ugly. I found mm-hmm. that one. It's gorgeous and perfect it, and all I, I love had to it. do was like tweak the logo. I'm like, I... I'm in love. <laughs> So, yes, the forums are very, very pretty. Please come yes. by and say hello and join in. There's lots of writing talk yeah, and stuff going on. And have... Christmas pictures of Oliver. <laughs> with we hats. Have tortured oh, cats with Oliver. hats. We have an entire thread <laughs> of tortured cats with, like, reindeer horns and, and a all dog. sorts There's of horrible a dog things. There too. There's yeah. a dog there, too. We got yeah. tortured whiffer animals that are just <laughs> looking baleful, just baleful <laughs> into the camera, like, get me out of this. So there's a lot of very cool stuff going on there on the is. forums. Definitely there go is. by. There are, and we have 51 members out there now, which is just amazing. I know. That's so cool. That's, That's crazy. So cool. That's like mm-hmm. 25% of our listenership. Yeah. <laughs> or more. <laughs> which is actually pretty good, I, I think. That's a pretty good, uh, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, involvement. Percentage? Yeah. That's yeah. not really yeah. it. But I just, I'm yeah. in a drink. It's been a long day. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> okay are we si- am i signing us out because yeah. i don't even have the script in front of us oh okay on that note <laughs> let's refill we'll be back in a minute oh boy it's gonna be, gonna be one of those shows <laughs> at will write for wine we take our civic responsibility very seriously we don't want anyone getting into any trouble just because we made drinking wine look cool So we'd like to make the following statements. We are cool. We just happen to be drinking wine while being cool. It's not the wine that's cool. It's us. And you, of course, because you listen to us and you're obviously in the top 1% of cool. So you should be happy about that. And that's it. That covers it. But the public service announcement is scheduled for a full minute. So underage people get a Pepsi. No soup for you. 
And if you're planning on driving tonight, put the glass down. Not worth it. Also, never pluck your eyebrows when you've been drinking. That's a handy piece of advice. Oh, and if you put a bottle of Chardonnay in the freezer to chill it quickly, set a timer. A loud timer. Trust us, the last thing you want is a bottle of Chardonnay exploding all over your veggies. And if you're over the age of 35, no drinking games. You're going to have to trust us on that one. Okay, that's it. Time's up. Just remember, it's not the wine that's cool. It's you. Welcome back. This is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. And this is We'll Write for Wine. Woo-hoo. <laughs> it's time for this week's listener question, which comes from Michelle somewhere in the USA. But it's okay, because I think we've only got one or two Michelles. Yeah. Well, we're like 18,000 gens. Yeah. It's USA.net, so I don't know. Somewhere in the USA. USA.net. Yeah. Somewhere. So we're assuming <laughs> she's somewhere in the Hi, Michelle. How are you? We're just giving you a hard time. Michelle writes, how do you cope with all the time you have to spend alone in order to write a book? I'm an extrovert, and sometimes that's the hardest part for me. Ah. Now, see, this question does not pertain to me, so I'm not going to be a lot of help. I'm an INFJ, which means that I love being alone. Mm -hmm. In fact, me alone on a deserted island, all I need is a laptop and a high-speed internet connection, and I would be happy. (laughs) all I need that said there is such a thing as having as as too much time alone Mm -hmm. it it makes you weird Mm -hmm. it does it just does so my advice is to make sure that you get out of the house once a day and even if it's to go to the post office just something to reconnect you with the human race once a day (laughs) I'm lucky if I get out once a week And you're the extrovert. And I'm the extrovert. I I know, know. obviously, which is why I'm I'm so twisted. Oh well I'll tell you, Michelle, I am completely with you because I'm one of the few writing extroverts. Most writers actually are introverts and Mm -hmm. would rather spend the time alone. I really like to socialize. So I actually have this friend that I dragged into a podcast. And we hang out every Friday night. And for me, it's kind of like socializing. It's almost as though she was here. Although we did have uh-huh. lunch in person today, so there was yeah. that. Yeah, and we I did don't have get the sleepover last weekend. Right, I don't get out unless it's with Sam. <laughs> um, but, I mean, basically, it is it is difficult to deal with. I mm-hmm. um, I used to love working in an office because, you know, whenever I'm I'm bored or whatever, if I'm working, I would just get up and go and, you know, bother somebody at their desk. <laughs> make them talk to me um so you know for me i find that i I thank god for the internet because if it wasn't for the internet and having at least that i mean i I know it's not in person but at least it's kind of some kind of social interaction i mean if i was a writer you know 20 years ago i would have shot myself oh yeah i know Um, i agree it's just so hard it's it would be so hard it would be impossibly hard um so you know i i what i do is i get involved in you know online communities and i have certain you know like the cherries is an online group that I'm a part of. I've got, mm-hmm. you know, Sam, who I can call all the time. And if I really need to get out, you know, she'll come mm-hmm. and meet me for lunch. So, you know, so if there's somebody in town that you can hang out with or that you can meet for lunch or whatever, you know, I mean, that's all good. It's just something that you kind of struggle with. And actually, I find myself now at the point where I've been doing this for so long that I'm almost, almost a little introverted. Mm-hmm. I think almost a little. <laughs> I, um, I know you think it's not. I'm I'm not saying I'm not. shy or anything. I'm just saying that, you know, I You're really never do going to be introverted. I know, but that I enjoy no I enjoy the time alone and I find that uh-huh. I need it. Well, that's because you have kids. I mean, think yeah. about it. <laughs> if your only choice is your children, of course you want to be alone. 
<laughs> is that what you're saying? Perhaps your kids shouldn't listen to this one. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that, you know, when you're with your kids all the time, every day, every right. day, every day, right. you know, your alone time becomes really, yeah. really important. That's very true. <laughs> then it's something true. you look forward to, you know? That's, that is very true. I, you know, so, and I do, and I've, I've always needed a certain amount of time to myself and to be alone. So I'm a little bit. I, I think I am a little bit of both, but I'm mm. more of an extrovert, I think, because I just really do enjoy people so much, yeah. and I enjoy being around people, and I like that kind of face-to-face. The internet and the online, you know, groups that, like, you know, writing groups and people that share your interests are probably the, the next best thing, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but I try to find somebody, you know, I go to your local writers group, like a local yeah. RWA meeting, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, find um, some people, like if you're a knitter, you can do, like, the Stitch and Bitch groups or something something like that just find a group that you can kind of hang out with and sort of meet people that's how I met Sam yeah so yeah yeah well not right. not at a not not at a stitch and bitch no stitch, no, no, no at a writer's no. meeting right at a writer's right. meeting so yeah. yes okay. okay well awesome question thank you Michelle um mm-hmm. to get your question answered on the show email us at feedback at willwritefourwine.com and now for this week's we recommend segment right. <coughs> oh this gosh is- already I'm <laughs> screwing it up I'll just have another drink while she does hers okay Go ahead. This is where we recommend our favorite things, TV mm-hmm. shows, movies, websites, whatever, and share them with you. So what do you have this week, Lonnie? Oh, I'm telling you, snowblowers. <laughs> okay. I have to explain. Do you, For those of you who might remember last year when there was like this place in upstate New York where they had six feet of snow, mm-hmm. that was me. Mm-hmm. And I, I moved into a house that is literally at the southern point where it ends. If mm-hmm. you go... A mile south from my house, there's two feet of snow. <laughs> when you came to my house, it was six feet of snow last year. And we didn't have a snowblower. We didn't have a guide. Yeah. We were shoveling. like, And we have a long driveway. <laughs> we were shoveling that driveway last year. I don't know what we were thinking. Well, what I was thinking is that I don't do it. Fish does. It, so what do I care, right? <laughs> but this year, I started doing it. I was like, no way. So Fish had a friend at um, work who was uh, had a snowblower that didn't work and basically gave it to us. And we got it fixed. And so now it works. And oh, mm-hmm. my God, the difference is amazing. I go it out there is. in the morning, and I'm like, and the whole thing is cleared out. I used to have to shovel down a walk for the kids to go get to the bus. You know, I'm screw that, man. <laughs> I'll exercise on Dance Dance Revolution. The snow is getting blown. Because <laughs> the thing is that you use, I mean, your arms get so sore and your back gets so sore. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I'm not getting any younger. Yeah. yeah we <laughs> you have know, when two. I was 20, I yeah. could have, you know, shoveled that out. Not now. Well, we have two snowblowers. One is attached to our John Deere tractor. So it's like a really wide, it's like a 30 inch, 36 inch, whatever snowblower. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. And then we've got a regular push one that my son can do. Oh my God. Well, your driveway is half the size of mine. (laughs) No, our, no, our driveway is 70 feet long. Yeah. No, mine's longer than yours. Yeah. But it's two car widths wide. It's two cars width. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. That's right. Yeah. So it's good. So it's a little bit. Oh my gosh. It's, it's pretty big. Plus you got that little divot on the side where the basketball hoop is too. Yeah. So yeah. Oh my gosh! So now you got that all mm-hmm. paved this year. Is that easier to snow blow oh, out than the gravel? I, it's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, well, fabulous! So much. All right. Well, better. I'm sure everybody's really fascinated. Yeah, really by, our, by my pain our driveway pain. stories. Uh-huh. Boy, aren't you glad you downloaded this one? <laughs> <laughs> they talked about driveways. 
And no, it was very exciting. All right, what what are you? You're recommending something more interesting, please. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, tis the season to give, not get. We talked mm-hmm. about that a little bit last week. So I'd right. like to recommend your local food bank. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone runs into hard times at some mm-hmm. point in their lives, and food banks are there to help. Mm-hmm. If you don't know where your closest one is, check in the local paper with your Chamber of Commerce or go online to the nation's food bank network at www.secondharvest.org. So next time you go grocery shopping or have duplicates of stuff in your pantry or have a few extra bucks in your pocket this holiday season, please think about giving a little to help put something truly important on the table for someone who needs it. Oh, that's my recommendation. That's so sweet. Yep. What a nice person you are. (laughs) She's a better person than me. It's just, it's you know, hey, we all need help once in a while. So it's very good, yeah. and absolutely, yeah. I agree, hundred mm-hmm. percent. All yeah. right, well, that wraps up this block. Mm-hmm. So don't go anywhere unless you're going to the food bank, and then you can put us on pause and come back. Or, later. or you're going to get wine. That's acceptable. Right, as well. wine is also an okay. <laughs> that's an acceptable break, and we will be right back. <laughs> A sexy international art thief with a license to steal and a past she can't escape. An ex-cop with a murder to avenge and nothing left to lose. A calculating killer launches a deadly game. From the heat of Havana to the streets of New York City, the race for justice is on. Sight unseen by Samantha Graves, now available at a store near you. Thanks for coming back with us. This is Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm Samantha Graves. And this is Will Wright for Wine. (laughs) Tonight's show is all about classic holiday movies, why we love them and what we can learn from them. Yes. And we have both life lessons because Mm -hmm. a Christmas movie just wouldn't be right without a moral. It's kind of like an after school special that way. And writing lessons as well, yeah. because any story that is well-written enough to be a classic should uh, stand up to our scrutiny. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, gosh. Okay. So what do we got on the docket here? How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And I mean the cartoon one, not the... Not the Jim Carrey one? Yeah. Because I haven't seen the Jim Carrey one. I mean, we've got uh, it. The kids yeah. watch it, but I haven't you seen know, it. You know, sometimes he creeps me out in some of his movies when he gets just a little too into his character. A little too whatever. weird. Yeah, you know, ever since The Mask... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's that totally freaked, freaked me, me out. out. Yeah, I think it's that his uh, teeth are too big for his head. Makes oh. him a little scary looking. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what? You're right. His <laughs> smile is just too big. I mean, Jim Carrey, adorable man. Sure, yeah. he's a lovely, mm-hmm. lovely person. But mm-hmm. his smile is just a little too big. He's a little creepy. Yeah. All right. All right. So the well, life we lesson. we solved that problem. Yeah. <laughs> the life lesson mm-hmm. from How the Grinch Stole Christmas is yes. never wear shoes that are too small for your feet. <laughs> Because that actually caused problem, you know. That's what basically, yeah, was the whole <laughs> it caused problem. all his problems. If you've just been problem. wearing the right size shoes, it's like that's what right. Oprah says about bras, except for with shoes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, Oprah see, always that's does what happens. You turn into a Grinch. Shows so. about the wrong mm-hmm. size right. bra. Anyway. <laughs> Now, on the writing side, uh-huh. this is one of those where you have, like, a bad protagonist. I very much enjoy that because, you yeah. know, you think about it really changes the way you think about protagonists and antagonists, you know, mm-hmm. is that, you know, you always think the antagonists have to be evil 
You know, right. and they don't. You can have a benevolent antagonist, which I think is the most interesting thing. But mm-hmm. to have a you know a bad protagonist is very very unusual. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So and, I, can uh, you think of another movie where they do that? Have a bad protagonist? Oh, I guess Groundhog uh, Day kind of starts out that way, where he's the protagonist. Yeah. He's a jerk. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, Scrooge. Scrooge is another one. Yeah. 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 Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's all the Christmas stories. <laughs> <laughs> the bad protagonist turns around. <laughs> Although How the Grinch Stole Christmas is kind of a, I mean, it's basically, you know, a riff on the Christmas Carol without the ghosts. You know, right. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. That oh, yeah. Learns yeah. a lesson about That's the right. wonder But he doesn't Christmas get what he wants, which is to stop Christmas. He doesn't get <laughs> right. that. He wants to stop Christmas. I forgot about that. Yeah. But he can't <laughs> stop Christmas because he thinks that Christmas is all about, you know, the toys Presents and the and food toys. and yeah. the mm-hmm. trees and the decorations and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so... Yeah, but when he realizes that's not what it's about, then his then heart grows two sizes that day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very interesting because actually, <laughs> it's funny because like usually, you know, you got a situation where the the protagonist, um, you know, has all these struggles and has all these things. That it's basically a reversal, mm-hmm. and then in the end, the protagonist wins and gets what it, what it is that they're after. Right. You know, in this, he's after something. He completely loses. Right. He's still the protagonist, mm-hmm. and then he gets. Um, but he learns a valuable lesson. Right. You know, and ends well, up being happier in the end. Right. So even though yeah. he doesn't get what he wants and he loses, he actually wins. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So a lot like Shrek. Where we yes. talked about that, where he starts, he doesn't get what he wants. But yeah. um, but what's interesting is that um, there's no really active antagonist here. He's the he <laughs> antagonist. Is. He's both, yeah. Well, you know, I mean... The, it's, it's interesting. If you think about him as the protagonist, the antagonists mm-hmm. are the Who's in Whoville who are so right. happy. Who and are they, the good... The good... They're good antagonists. Okay, well, they're... Yeah, okay. They're <laughs> benevolent antagonists. Right. But they're not actively going after him. That's right. They just represent something that he doesn't want. Exactly. Yeah. So actually, mm-hmm. all of his conflict is internal because they're not Absolutely. coming after him. Exactly. That's a really interesting structure and mm-hmm. works really well. Oh, it works very well. Maybe it's because... Absolutely very well. Because the protagonist... Because the goals that the protagonist has are not honorable. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you can futz with the structure that way. Right. That's interesting. That's very interesting, yeah. That's very... Yeah. But you know how they right. always say, like, you have to have a, symp- a sympathetic, you know, protagonist and... Uh-huh. You know, and I find that funny because the what makes the Grinch sympathetic? I think it's nah. the dog. I think the, oh, dog the dog saves him. Absolutely. If it wasn't for the dog, what was the dog's name? Do you remember? I don't remember. So here's a here's a thing. <laughs> you want to soften up any? <laughs> Throw When a they dog. say you need your you and then your and then tie to antlers be... to his head. Right. <laughs> Poor Throw dog. in a dog. <laughs> Whoever you need to soften, just give him a dog. It'll work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that is really yes, interesting, is. you know, discussion right. for structure. Okay, the next mm-hmm. one is a Charlie Brown Christmas. Right, right. Yes. And the life lesson, of course, would be that aluminum trees just don't capture the holiday feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Get a shiny silver aluminum tree, Charlie Brown. Right. Oh, gosh, yeah. I know. Uh-huh. And the uh, the writing lesson is the good protagonist who is confused about the real meaning of the holidays. Right. And again, this is also an internal struggle there is it no is. real external struggle here except well, for he, lucy with the stupid football 
Right. Well, does she, does she do the football in this one? No, not in this one. She drags him in to do a play, though, and people don't oh, listen right. to him mm-hmm. in the play, so he decides mm-hmm. to go out and get this tree. But he gets, he gets like the, the well, the Charlie the saddest Christmas tree, tree right. exactly. But it's uh-huh. real. But it's mm-hmm. a real tree. It's Everything a real tree. Else exactly. Mm-hmm. Is is aluminum and mm-hmm. manufactured and all of that. And right. he picks mm-hmm. the one real thing. Right. And then mm-hmm. he brings it back, and they mm-hmm. all laugh at him. Mm-hmm. But then, um, then Linus goes on his, you know, thing about what Christmas really is about. Right. Mm-hmm. And then everybody kind of looks at the tree and says, you know, it's not really that bad. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they fix it all up and all of a sudden it's a beautiful tree. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot mm-hmm. in there from, a, uh, I think from a symbolic angle. It is. It's, it's very symbolic. It's very yeah. internal. Mm-hmm. Really. It's kind of a, you know, it's a very subtle story it is a very you know, quiet and that's all story the peanut stories have kind of a subtlety are. to them you know yeah, yeah. so uh so but it's really all cool. his his whole journey to find what the true meaning of christmas is right mm-hmm. and uh, and and i don't really know what his final answer was in that um but right. i think that a, a lot of it was acceptance was mm-hmm. just to accept you know people for who they are mm-hmm. what they are that there's always hope and you know all those all those good things yeah, that, that Christmas is really to. about the internal experience as opposed right. to the external experience. So. Right, what it means to you. Mm-hmm. you know, so. Exactly. Okay. All right, the next one is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, well, there you go. That's yeah. a classic. Mm-hmm. Now, the life lesson would be if you see an elf coming at you with a pair of pliers, run. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always lesson. got that one scene where he's like pulled all the teeth out of the abominable oh, snowman gosh. and this guy's a gumming and trying to gum himself and, i yeah. want to be a dentist <laughs> i want to be a dentist um well you know i find that um i i, I think if i saw an elf coming at me with anything <laughs> i would assume that i'd had a little too much to drink <laughs> But from the writing angle, we actually have like a group of misfits, Uh which is really kind of neat because together they kind of form this, the protagonist. Right, exactly. And and the misfits, the people that don't belong, Mm -hmm. are always, I think, really good um, protagonists to have because your your reader, your viewer, your audience, however you want to, you know, talk about it. Um, uh, People love an underdog. Yeah. People love an underdog. Somebody who's just, you know, doesn't doesn't have it cuz I think everybody's kind of always been in that situation. Everybody can kind of um you know, sympathize with that when you're just like the, you know, you got nothing going for you. <laughs> you right. Know? Right. And um and so I think that that's really um kind of a, a, an interesting way to to um work your protagonist. And I mean, the, the story of Rudolph is just such a classic underdog, you know, becomes the winner. Right, you know, story. So right. I think that's really cool. Where his where his one deficit turns out to be his one advantage. Right, exactly. Exactly. So and that says a lot, you know, about about people. Because the thing that makes you different also makes you special. Absolutely. And that's Absolutely. kind of a life lesson, as much as it is. But I mean, it's one of those things that that you know, when you've got a um, when you've got a protagonist who is essentially you know got the cards stacked against them, who's a mm-hmm. misfit, who's a geek, who doesn't belong. You know, I mean, who wants to read about the person who's like you know the cheerleader or the quarterback? I mean, yeah. I don't care. About I mean, that. unless they got problems, you right. know, if they're perfect, yeah. then mm-hmm. you know, exactly, it's they're not just so not interesting. Fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Very good. All right, the next one is It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. 
And the life lesson would be you don't have to be good looking to be an angel. Because... <laughs> right. Because <laughs> what's guy. a guy, Charlie, uh, whatever his I name is. I don't know. Yeah. You know, what's so funny about this movie is that it is on literally every three seconds during yeah. the entire Christmas season. And I've seen the whole thing through, I think, when I was a kid. But, mm. you know, now I've see, I see 10 minutes here, I see 10 minutes yeah, there, you know, all over the take. years. <laughs> You hate that movie. I really don't like it. And I'm and I don't I can't even tell you exactly why mm-hmm. except that I think that this guy had this really great life. Mm-hmm. Right. He's like What's he whining he's about? all whining because oh I shouldn't be here. Everybody mm-hmm. would be better off without me. I'm like, well, what? Mm-hmm. where did that come from? Exactly. You like know? what did you do that was so awful? <laughs> that was so awful you that know, you have to leave. Yeah. I that that yeah. the world would be better off without you. Like, you know, yeah. I mean I don't know. I guess like I have a, I have a lot more faith in people than that. So <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. I never like the the movie never really bothered me that much, but I never really mm-hmm. liked it that much. I mean, I love 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 Jimmy Stewart. I'm yeah. crazy about Jimmy Stewart, yeah. and you know the Philadelphia Story. Macaulay um, Connor mm-hmm. in the Philadelphia Story is one of my favorite characters ever. Oh, mm-hmm. love him. But um, but I mean, and it's a wonderful life. You've got this, you know. I mean, this very classic. I think it started in What's a Wonderful Life. I don't know if I've ever seen this story before then. But where, like, they, you know, you see it in so many movies, TV shows riff on it all the time. Moonlighting did an episode of, like, mm. you know, what would life be like if you had never shown right. up? You know, right. and it's it's something that people have riffed on so much, and it's so classic, and it's so right. embedded. And but there's I... something about it, I think, that people really respond to. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's what makes the movie work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think without that, maybe it wouldn't work so well. But because I think it brought something really unusual mm-hmm. to movies mm-hmm. where, where where you actually have that option. What if I wasn't here? Mm-hmm. And I think that was the first time that it was really ever done well. Yeah. And so it it was more of a of a, of a, just a really cool element. Right. To well, explore. it's an alternate universe story. Exactly. You know, I mean, I yeah. don't. Okay, I don't know every story that was ever written, obviously, but I mean, like. Has there before that? I mean, I can't. I, I can't yeah, think of an alternate I, universe story that not is not one that I. Yeah, I don't know of any. I mean, but what, I think it's what, really interesting. When was this movie done? Nineteen thirty something. Oh, okay. You yeah. know, so none of us were born. Pretty so early on. Yeah, mm-hmm. nineteen nineteen thirty, nineteen forty. I mean, but, but it was it was a really cool concept. I think the alternate universe yeah. and the alternate universe is something that you, you see so often now especially because we're in such an age where there's so many fantasy and paranormal type stories going on mm. but you know the kind of story where you go back in time you change something and then there's right. an alternate universe you know right exactly well I mean there's angels involved and mm-hmm. everything too so it was right. really um, quite ahead of its time I think it, it is that's why what, it is what made it yeah, maybe that's what people responded to so much maybe but, mm-hmm. yeah, very cool okay all right so the next one is Scrooged with Bill Murray with Bill Murray who is absolutely fabulous I in love this Bill movie Murray. oh my god and the life I lesson mm-hmm. is a toaster duck <laughs> One of the funniest scenes in that. It's been so long since I've seen that movie that I had to ask Sam what that was. And she told me about the scene. I was like, oh my gosh, with Carol Kane. Yeah, Carol Kane just beating the crap out of Bill Murray. It was so And I love Bill Murray as a jerk. I loved him in Groundhog Day. I love him. Like, he plays such a wonderful snarky jerk. and i think that that's yeah. i think that's why it's easier for it's easier for you to have an unlikable 
protagonist like um you know scrooge or whatever Uh you know in in a movie when you've got somebody like bill murray to play him than it is in a book it's a lot harder to pull off in a book to have an unlikable protagonist one of the funniest scenes was when they when when the guy came up to bill murray goes i can't get the antlers to stay on the dog's head oh he says have you tried staples (laughs) (laughs) he's so great but i mean the thing about bill murray is that even when he's a jerk he's so freaking likable yeah you know Uh uh-huh and of course you know this is based on the classic christmas carol oh yeah Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. this is is an amazing i mean if you broke that that story down Mm -hmm. you literally can see every step right that that character takes Mm -hmm. in their Mm -hmm. evolution in their journey through Mm -hmm. that story and we talked about this before about Mm -hmm. uh bob cratchit is Mm -hmm. is his vehicle to show how much he's changed and it's just such a classic right. structure well the thing that i so think that well is done. really great about um a christmas carol and the stories that are you know based on it is that it is such a wonderful illustration of the character arc which mm-hmm. i think is something that some people sometimes have trouble kind of wrapping their minds around right you know is that the character starts out as one person and right. ends up as a completely changed mm-hmm. person if they're the same person at the end than they are at the beginning then you haven't told the story Right. Well, what's yeah. really great about it is the three ghosts. Right. Mm-hmm. You go back in time and you find out, you know, here's this character walks onto the screen and is just miserable. Right. Mm-hmm. The ghost of Christmas past takes them to their past. So you actually see why they right. are the way they are. Right. Dickens' answer to the backstory problem. Right. Exactly. Really. <laughs> guy was a genius i know christmas present is how everything else that he's totally blocked out he's focused his entire right. life on himself mm-hmm. and what he's doing to the point where he's just totally ignored mm-hmm. that what what everybody else around him is going through mm-hmm. so the ghost of Chris, christmas present actually forces him to see what's going on outside of his little right you know, mm-hmm. out, outside of his blinders right. and of course the ghost of christmas future is mm-hmm. is basically that you're going to die and nobody's going to care <laughs> nobody's going to miss you (laughs) you know what i mean you've left nothing Uh on this earth you Mm -hmm. you know you're missing the point right Uh of 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 being uh, you know being human of Mm -hmm. being kind of you know of living a full life Mm -hmm. and so um it's just genius yeah it really Mm -hmm. is um, it is really really good Mm yeah okay and the next one the ref (laughs) my favorite movie of all time i just watched it with fish the other night I love this movie. So the life lesson of the ref is, you know, there are worse families out there than yours. <laughs> Your husband ain't dead, lady. He's hiding. <laughs> every year we give you a fruitcake. And every year you don't give us a goddamn thing. Um, and the writing lesson, actually, for the ref, and I was having mm-hmm. this discussion with Fish the other night, and he was arguing with me, is that in, in this story there's, you know, it's basically about this um, – this husband and wife who are arguing and they're you know basically on the brink of divorce and they've got this miserable marriage and they're always yelling at each other and then they get uh kidnapped by uh dennis leary who's you know um held up a, a house and now there's this um 
you know, curfew, and they're going doing house to house searches trying to find him because he, he you know, broke into uh, to a rich guy's house, and everybody's freaking out. It's a very rich community, and um, you know, and the story is basically that you know the the family is coming for Christmas, and he has to pretend that he's their psychologist, that he's their <laughs> marriage therapist. <laughs> <laughs> who's there for the night while they're having Christmas dinner. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just so funny. I mean, there's one-liners and one-liners and one-liners and one-liners. Mm-hmm. And honestly, as far as like your classic storytelling, it yeah. is not that good. <laughs> as far as, like, but your... it is a plot that you can hang your jokes on. I don't even know that they've got the, I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, I'll talk, Happy Gilmore has a stronger structure than this because yeah. you open up and there are these people fighting and she wants a divorce and he doesn't want a divorce. But I mean, mm. good God, you know, the worst thing you can do, negative goals, the worst thing you can do is yeah. give one of your main characters the goal oh. of like not wanting something to happen mm-hmm. as opposed to wanting something to happen, um, which right. actually we should discuss negative goals when we do the goal oh, motivation conflict. We'll, we'll talk that about yeah. that yeah. Um, because that's so hard to deal with. But I mean, like, and then there's, you know, Dennis Leary's character and basically, you know, he's the one who has all the, he's essentially I think the protagonist of the story because he's the only one who has a clear goal and you know what he wants and he's working toward that goal the rest of it I mean it's just funny storytelling wise you know script wise it's writing the, dialogue. the writing yeah the writing really is not spectacular yeah. but the dialogue and the characterization are so mm-hmm. good I love this movie I mean I will watch it over and over and over again just for mm-hmm. the one liners and for the I am not your patient. You're going to be somebody's patient. You don't get your ass back down in that chair. You know, we quote the ref all year long, but at Christmas time, it's like this house. We're just constantly. So if you have not seen the ref, I mean, really watch it. There's nothing as far as a writing lesson. I guess it's an example of how not to tell a story in some ways, but the (laughs) the dialogue is so good and the characters are so good. So this is a really good example of strong dialogue, strong characterization, um and uh the, mm-hmm. but i i don't know that there's a, a story there that you oh god and at the end at the end kevin spacey has the worst line ever from any movie <laughs> ever it gets at the last like 10 minutes of this movie this movie is so like dark and funny and edgy and then the last 10 minutes it's like smarmy and after school special and Kevin Spacey has a line that if I could just cut out of the movie I would be so happy (laughs) if I could just go and cut the movie and take that line out it would make me Mm -hmm. so happy but the rest of the movie is just so much fun it's just worth it it's worth it (laughs) but I don't know if there's a real writing lesson there (laughs) the next one is Frosty the Snowman Mm mm-hmm and the life lesson is don't go into the greenhouse what frosty was he thinking? don't go in the greenhouse frosty in the greenhouse that's just crazy <sighs> but mm-hmm. he goes in I to know. save his he friend does. so he's yeah. a good snowman you know it's all about the mm-hmm. magic right of mm-hmm. of the season mm-hmm. and kind of um and that it happens every year right mm-hmm. which is also kind of neat right. and mm-hmm. um so it's just a really fun I think, um, you know, show for, mm-hmm. for children, mm-hmm. you know, yes. and it kind of has a lot of music and a lot of singing, right. a lot of action. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, I think it's just a good general cartoon. Right. Mm-hmm. For them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do, is there a writing lesson? Just this. Oh, uh, not really. <laughs> Put a hat on a snowman, see what happens. That's a writing lesson. All right. <laughs> the next one is the Santa Claus. 
Uh, with Tim Allen. With Tim Allen, which we were watching last week. Yeah. When you were yeah. here. So that was uh-huh. really fun. Um, yeah. The Santa Claus. So the life lesson. What's the life lesson? If that guy can be Santa, anybody can be Santa. Right. <laughs> Santa's in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's the well, writing this, lesson? <laughs> the writing lesson. Well, you know, it actually was kind of interesting mm-hmm. to watch him transform mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. into this different character mm-hmm. and kind of not not wanting to be that right. person. Mm-hmm. So I think his evolution was very interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think his characterization, his evolution was really uh, was really cool because he mm-hmm. went from really from one extreme right. to the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he becomes Santa, which is the epitome of giving and and generosity mm-hmm. and all of those things. And he certainly wasn't that in the beginning. Right. But he, and he also became a better father. Mm-hmm. I mean, he you know he so sacrificed it's a, very solid a lot. Character arc. It's a very yes, solid I character so. arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's yep. that's very good. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Is that it? I think I think so. I think we're I done think we torturing the these ones. people yeah. <laughs> before <laughs> before the holidays. We'll finally that's give right. you a nice short C block. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we, we shut up for wine. you for Christmas. We shut. <laughs> that's up. all right. We shut up. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Flynn Daly needs a drink. Under pressure from her father, she's agreed to move out of her South Boston neighborhood and run the inn left to her by her dead aunt. The problem? It's in the middle of upstate New York where there's nature and bugs and no public transportation. The cute bartender keeps giving her attitude and she's getting visits from her Aunt Esther, even though she's dead. Jake Tucker needs a break. He's sure that Esther Goodhouse was murdered, but he can't find any proof. If cozying up to Esther's niece gets him the information he needs, so be it. But once he gets close to Flynn, he decides that some investigations are more fun with a partner. Crazy in Love by Lonnie Diane Rich. In stores now. Thanks for coming back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. Yay! <laughs> Want to win some great prizes? Oh, well, yeah. Well, of course you do. Everybody does. <laughs> Head on down to willwriteforwine.com and give us some feedback. We're looking for questions, wine suggestions, or just general commentary on the show. Each month, all eligible entries will go into a wine bucket. <laughs> I'm not passing the sobriety <laughs> test, am I? At the end of the month, we'll pull a name out of the bucket to win a fabulous prize. All right. For December, we have a signed copy of Sight Unseen by Samantha Graves and an mm-hmm. official Will Write for Wine refrigerator magnet. Which are so cute. They're okay. really cute. All you have to do to enter is send us an email at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or comment on our website or participate in the forums, which are mm-hmm. all prettified now. They are prettified. Mm-hmm. We will announce the December winner at our first January show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so send in your <laughs> You're not passing either. Comments now. <laughs> it's a good thing we're not driving. That's a good thing. All right. <laughs> All right. Up next, we have the weekly weigh in. That was just sad. That was bad. Yeah. How'd you do this week? 
<laughs> oh god i don't even know what did i do this week well you know dogs and goddesses we're still working on it we're mm-hmm. going full bore i don't know what i did last where i ended last week and where i am this week i know we're, we're working on the next act and we're really mm-hmm. rocking through it so good i don't know i'm, I'm happy with the work i did this week good. i guess that's all i can say i don't know how many pages i wrote <laughs> but i'm happy with it how about you good i actually uh Got 190 pages done on my copy edits last Woo-hoo! weekend. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Sent them out and they are done. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm very happy about that. So. All right. Now yeah. you don't have to think about it. I know. You just relax until the galleys show up. Yeah. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> All right. Well, now it's time for this week's Random Etc., mm-hmm. where we do whatever we feel like because it's our show. Yeah. This week, we are doing our favorite quotes from holiday movies. Right. All right. So I went through all of our movies. That we had talked about and mm-hmm. pulled out like the best quotes that I could find. Mm-hmm. So the first one is, I never thought it was such a bad little tree. It's not bad at all, really. Maybe it just needs a little love. Aww. And that's Linus from A Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, I love, Linus is my favorite. Who's yeah. your favorite Charlie Brown character? Um, I actually like Charlie Brown. Oh, really? Yeah, really? I, because he's such an underdog. He's so, you know, he out is. of his element that, yeah. He is, and he's got such a big melon. <laughs> yeah, he does. No hair, so except for that little squirrely thing on top of his head. I love yeah. Linus. Oh, Linus actually, you know what? Blanket. My favorite character is Snoopy. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, Snoopy, of Snoopy's course. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All okay. right, so the next one is, it came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. <laughs> Grinch. <laughs> from How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, I love that. Uh, I love that. You know, you can, whenever you read Dr. Seuss, there's just such a magic about the way his words come together. Really good. I love it. I love it. And anybody who's had kids and has read a million Dr. Seuss books, oh yeah, they're They're all like that. They're so much fun to read. They are. They really are fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The next one is, Happy Birthday! (laughs) Frosty from Frosty the Snowman. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay. We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. <laughs> Buddy from Elf. I like that movie, Elf. Yeah. I like that movie. I love it when they yeah. sing, baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> In the shower. That's very sweet. The next one is, mother always taught me, never eat singing fruit. <laughs> Never eat singing food. <laughs> Rizzo the rat from A Muppet Christmas Carol. Light the lamp, not the rat. Light the lamp, not the rat. Sorry. That wasn't in I our love list. That one. But that's a great quote. <laughs> I got that too for the kids. Sam oh, brought it last you? week in a VHS for the uh-huh. kids to watch. And then when you left, you took it back with you and they were appalled. And they were oh, like, no, no, I need this movie. So I went out and got it for them, and they've been watching it ever since. They love it. Good. <laughs> it's very funny. It's very okay. funny. Okay. Yeah. Why am I such a misfit? I am not just, just a knit wit. Just, just because, because my, my nose glows seems I don't fit in. <laughs> Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> I had to sing it. I really did. <laughs> the only way to do it (laughs) all right the next one is hey i know where this is going the other guy fell it was an accident i've got homeowner's insurance and a good attorney not as good as my wife but let's not open up that wound (laughs) and that's scott from the santa claus (laughs) that's great oh man 
Oh, oh, this one is good. Uh, oh, what is this, Frank? Oh, oh, look, Frank, it's a toaster! And it hits him on the forehead with the toaster. <laughs> the ghost of Christmas present from Scrooge. <laughs> Nobody will ever be able to do that as well as Carol Kane, but it's oh, fun to no, just read I it. Know. She is so funny. Oh, All right, the next one is, look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. And this is from... <laughs> really? I put it in there because I had to. Zuzu Bailey, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, my God. I didn't remember her name was Zuzu. Zuzu. Who came up with that one? Oh, fair. Well, somebody who'd obviously had a lot of wine. <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right. If that cat had nine lives, it sure used them all. Eddie, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> So the cat gets electrocuted off the tree. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, man. All right. The next one is, no, you'll shoot your eye out. Mrs. Parker, a Christmas story. <laughs> That's classic. That is a classic. A Christmas story is classic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, oh I got a good one. Uh-huh. What's the matter with you? I thought mothers were sweet and nice and, and patient. I know loan sharks are more forgiving than you. Your husband ain't dead, lady. He's hiding. <laughs> Gus from the ref. <laughs> Love that movie. Oh, and the last one is God bless us, everyone. Oh. Tiny Tim, a Christmas Carol. Well, yeah. isn't that just a wonderful note to end this D block on? <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> well, the show's almost over and I'm sure you're really sad about that. But now you don't have to wait another week to hear from Sam and Lonnie because we've got websites open 24-7 and ready when you are, morning, noon, or night. For Lonnie, be sure to stop by the newly redesigned LonnieDianeRich.com where Lonnie's latest books and news will be regularly updated Right, Lonnie? Also, don't forget to drop by dogsandgoddesses.com, where Lonnie is collaborating live on the web with New York Times bestsellers Jennifer Cruzy and Ann Stewart. It's like a reality show with writers, which is really much more interesting than it sounds. So check it out. For more information on Sam, click your way on over to samanthagraves.com for her latest news and giveaways. I think she's better about updating. Yeah, that's right. There are also links to her blog, her MySpace page, and the website for her alter ego, C.J. Barry author of award-winning futuristic romances and don't forget to stop by at willwriteforwine.com for links to our joint myspace page our cafe press store and all the cool things we talk about during the show by the time you're done with all that we'll be back in a new podcast next week everybody plays and everybody wins It's time for last call here on Little Red for Wine. Thanks for hanging out with us. Keep sending those wine suggestions to us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or in the comments on the website or on the forum because we just opened up the wino whiffer mm-hmm. thing. Where you wino whiffers. <laughs> called them wino That's what they asked for. It's what I gave them. You ask, you shall receive. They wanted yeah. a wino whiffer board and I gave it to them. So there'll be tons of suggestions there. So send mm-hmm. good wine suggestions to Sam. Me. Send cheap wine suggestions to me, Nani. <laughs> also, don't miss our cool cafe press store where you can get all sorts of fun Will Write for Wine merchandise. The link oh, can yeah. be found on the right-hand column 
at the website at willwriteforwine.com. And yes. we have such cool stuff out there. Oh, we do. And I got for Christmas that messenger oh. bag, which I love. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> and it's you, actually big enough for like a laptop too. It is. It's so mm-hmm. cool. I'm thinking about like knitting like a felted um, laptop like case the thing Ooh. that I can slide it in to give it like a little buffer zone and then put yeah. it in there. It'd be really, really cool. That'd so be I'll cool. let you know if I uh, pull that off because mm-hmm. felting, very complicated. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very complicated process. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm up to it. Uh, if you're buying wine anyway, don't forget to try the link on our website to mywinesdirect.com, which will send the UPS man to your mm. door with the wine or to yeah. any friend's door, yeah. which is a wonderful and thoughtful holiday gift. Not so. just the wine, but the UPS guy. <laughs> Bring in the wine, which can be really, really good. Doesn't get any better than that. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to vote for us at Podcast Alley or review us at iTunes. Yes. And next week's show is nothing. (laughs) It's the holidays. Spend time with your family. We have to. If we have to, you have to. The week after that will be on craft, keeping your hero and heroine from jumping each other. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Keep that sexual tension taut. (laughs) So until next time, this is Sam. And this is Lonnie saying, if you can't write for money, then write for wine. Have a wonderful holiday. Take care. Bye. We'll Ride for Wine is brought to you each week by Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. Be sure to hit the website at willwriteforwine.com where you can find great links to everything in the show, news about what the girls are up to, and links to great cafe press merchandise like t-shirts, hats, and mugs. I like the apron myself. Also, don't forget to friend them on MySpace at myspace.com slash wine. Music provided by the good folks at the Podsafe Music Network, music.com podshow.com and if you enjoyed the podcast please tell your friends and go vote for Lonnie and Sam at Podcast Alley or write a glowing review at iTunes remember there's good karma out there vote for them at Podcast Alley come back next time as Johnny Depp's soulmate or perhaps Colin first mmm ring any bells or you know the, the soulmate whoever does it for you you get the point anyway thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time right here on Will Write for Wine down on my caffeine consumption so when i get up i just have one cup of coffee and i like to have another cup of coffee with my breakfast and on the way to work i like to get a cup of coffee like to-